The following program may contain coarse language and adult themes. Some content may offend, especially those with class and taste. Three, two, one. Get ready for two hours of inane nonsense with your favorite overweight redheads, Fat and Ginger. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's 8pm. Welcome, finally, to Fat and Ginger. My name is Tim Young and with me is Luke Massey. Good Hi, evening, Luke. Tim. How are you, mate? Tip top. Look, we got a busy show on tonight's show. We talk to Tosh Walker about migrating to Australia. We'll take all of your feedback on the mailbag segment. Associate Professor Dave Bade will call in to give an update on stuff and what's something that everyone thinks is ace but is in fact crap. We'll dive into that rather controversial topic later in the show. And one other thing, Tim, we should make acknowledgement, mate. We're called Fat and Ginger. What is today? Today is International Hug a Ginger Day. Hug a Ginger Day. So I think this next song is probably appropriate. Absolutely. You've stolen my thunder there somewhat. Look, let's not forget that today is International Hug a Ginger Day. And so to you, Luke Massey, my favourite ginger in the whole world, oh, this one's for you. Give me some love in there. That's what a lot of gingers will be saying around the world today, Tim. What do you think? <laughs> Mate, uh, that's why I played that, and it's just for you, my favourite ginger in the whole world. Yeah, bonus. I was going to get into that. I'll get into that later. We've got a bit to talk about. First of all, let's talk, tell people who we are, because it's our first show tonight. Finally. Finally. We've been waiting a while because of COVID and COVID. because of a few restrictions, and the fact that I live too far away and I couldn't be bothered driving here. That's true. That was tough. Today. Absolutely. And here we are. So look, we are absolutely stoked to be on air and couldn't be happier. Uh, my name is Tim Young. I'm a comedian. I've been doing a bit of radio with ABC on breakfast on Tuesday mornings. Uh, you might Are we allowed to mention that? Yeah, why not? I don't think yeah, they're A little bit of love for everybody. Absolutely. Listen yeah. to Tim on ABC Tuesday mornings yeah, and you can listen morning. to us on a Monday. That's right. Yeah, radio all the time. Just leave it on. Yeah. Never turn it off. And um, you, Do you just have to drive straight there from here and just sleep <laughs> in the car park? Is that what you do? That's right. Sleep out the front. That's right. <laughs> and they come and knock on the window and go, you're up. Oh, you're right, up. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Wheel you out. Yeah. What about yourself, Luke? What should people know about you? Uh, well, I haven't really done a lot. Oh, I don't know. False modesty. <laughs> now I, uh, I'm a, a fellow comedian. Well, you know, would you call me a comedian? Absolutely, mate. Yeah? Don't talk yourself down. Uh, that's my job to do. But um, yeah, I dabble in a lot of things and um, really don't achieve much. Mate, you do. You do. You so, achieve great things. You've made a TV show called B Dragons, which is a wonderful TV show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You got yeah. uh, on a Fox footy. Yep. Which um, is an amazing achievement. And also you were part of Random Aussies, which never thought it got the love it deserved. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, a lot of fun travelling around with a couple of great mates around Australia, but um, you can still get that on Amazon Prime. Look at that. So, so far we've mentioned ABC, Amazon Prime, anyone else? Yeah, uh, well, we're hoping to get some sponsorship <laughs> dollars coming in. So is there any pubs around? <laughs> the Robin Hood, we should mention the Robin Hood. Well, we're doing a gig there on the 17th, aren't we? And then we'll we be regularly there, so that'd be good. And speaking of which, we do have a, a competition coming mm. up later, Tim, is that correct? We do. So we want to hear about, uh, via our Facebook page, so send us a message on the Facebook page about your worst ever accidental correspondence. And look, I'll tell you about mine now, while we've got a couple of minutes. Okay. Uh, once I was uh, going for this job, and uh, I got the job, it wasn't the job I wanted, but you know, things were grim, I needed the job. And yep. uh, I sent an email back to Donna, or so I thought, saying, listen, the job's rubbish, but the holidays are all right, the pay sucks, but you know what, I'll do it for now and then I'll you leave it. You pressed reply, didn't you? Yeah, pressed, <laughs> pressed reply all. 
<laughs> and I got a very polite call from this guy saying, listen, I don't think, you know, we, this is going to work. <laughs> what? <laughs> were, were you a shoo-in up until that point? I think I, just, I think I actually had the job, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Just, and you just said, oh, look, it's rubbish. I'll yeah. probably stay for a little while until yeah. I go on holiday. You get something and, better. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's probably pretty bad. When, was, when, when you first said, you know, I'll tell you a story, I thought you were going to say something about the time you found out you were adopted or something. <laughs> no, no, like no, if you saw my parents, you'd know I wasn't adopted. <laughs> now, look, I've got something I want to talk about. So every week what we're going to do is we're going to talk about topics that we want to get off our chest, basically, aren't we? Yeah, cool. A bit, bit self-indulgent. What, what do you need to get off your chest today, Tim? Oh, I'm a bit sick of retro stuff that's made a comeback. Retro stuff? What do you mean? Well, so what happened was a couple of weeks ago I had this occasion where I needed a tie, right? Haven't been yeah. many of those recently due to COVID, but I needed a tie. And I went to Target because that's where I shop for my ties because <laughs> I'm a class act. Hey, big spender. Absolutely. And I was amazed to see on the tie rack there were still thin leather ties. No. Yeah, you remember those? Surely you went to a costume shop. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was in Target and on the rack there were, I don't know, what, 20 mil wide thin leather ties. You could get one in beige even. Beige, white and black. Okay. And surely, of all the retro things that's making a comeback, how is that making a comeback? I can't imagine the occasion that you'd need that for. Except for a dress-up party, right? Except for going as someone in the 80s. Yeah, so possibly. Got me to thinking, right, what other stuff? You know the thing about retro, they always say hang on to your stuff because it's going to make a comeback one day. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my Bells Beach tracksuit to come back. <laughs> you know the matching tracksuit that your mum used to buy when you were about seven? Like the Adidas ones? Yeah, they will like that, but they will Bells Beach, and Ooh. they were like, you know, the arm would be pink, and then the, you were black all over, and then the left leg would be yellow. They were matching tracksuits, and uh, they were pretty big back, well, in Geelong anyway, <laughs> at, the, at the primary school I went to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they haven't come back at I'll all. I'll ask you a question. Were, they, big, were they bigger than yo-yos? Because uh, yo-yos yeah, so are yo-yos huge. I couldn't master. No, I couldn't master them. They were still big, though. Yeah, they were big. And you had the, remember the racing ones that had the bigger groove? No. Oh, mate. You Did I miss to... out? No, not really. Like, yeah. I'm talking about far bigger than I actually was. But listen, there's some other things we need to get to. So the thing that has made a comeback that I'm really, uh, is against a strong word, probably not, mullets. Okay. Now, mullets were a big thing when I was a kid and probably you were a kid. Yeah, I don't like the comeback either. It hasn't changed over the years. We gave them crap for a reason. That's right. You know? And now it's uh, people, do they do it because it's ironic? I don't think so. I think they, someone laughs at it and they go, that's attention. Was it a COVID thing or did, was it around no, before then? No. Because I know COVID, everyone started shaving the sides off their head. It was like something out of the, the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns makes that guy shave. <laughs> baseball player, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, everyone started getting that look going. No, I think it was pre that. I think it was well before that. And, you know, and then everyone's going around going, oh, work on top, party out the back. Yeah. Go, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, and Did I, you ever have a mullet? Because I don't know, the listeners can't really see Tim at the moment, but he's got a massive head, right? What? Yeah. They, and, and for him to have a mullet, you're talking a lot of hair at the back? Yeah. Is that fair? Because well, it's wide, isn't it? Acreage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, what I did, I didn't, never had a mullet, or not intentionally anyway, but what I did have, what I did have was a flat top. You know when these yeah, things, the big time out yep. with a spirit level in it? Yep. And I had one of those. And I don't know if you remember a guy called Max Headroom. You know, mm. he was like a computer-generated character and he used to go Yeah, was he the, the, the Pepsi guy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember him. I yeah. looked just like him. Yeah? <laughs> big, my head had right angles. Wow. And it's a big head to have right angles. It is. It looked like two sort of Besser bricks sellotaped together with like... It is a sniper's hair. dream, isn't it? It is a sniper's dream. <laughs> um, another one that I see getting around, especially in Melbourne that I can't believe is making a comeback or still exists is fixie bikes. Now, are you aware of what a fixie bike is? No. So a fixie bike, and look, hold on to your hat here, is a bike that has no brakes, no gears, and that's it. So if the wheels are turning, and no freewheeling hub, so 
if your wheel is turning, your rear wheel, you're pedaling. You've got no choice. Right. So it's the weirdest concept. Yet everyone, it's all this sort of organic back to nature stuff. And people ride fixie bikes. Hang on. When, when did the chain become against nature? No, no. You got the chain. You got the chain. So the chain. So, so what, what part of the bike is not there? Brakes. Brakes. Gears. So the brakes are against progress or something? I don't or? know. But So no freewheeling hub. So if your wheel is turning at 100 k's an hour, you're pedaling at 100 k's an hour. You can't take a brake and just let it freewheel down. They're the weirdest uh, things ever. It's hardly the Amish though, is it? No. It's not like you're, you're horse and carting it around. We, we got a mate, a friend of the family, and he's in his oh, mid-70s now. Yeah. And I tried to I explained fixie bikes to him. He goes, I had one of those in the 50s. He said, why would they possibly be making a comeback? They, exactly. They got rid of them for a reason. Absolutely they did. Yeah. Um, they discovered something called brakes. <laughs> that's with good reason too. Now, the other one I had around here was, do you remember the rat's tail? Yes. Now, rat's tail was like an advertisement that a young kid would have saying, I like to swear at teachers and punch other kids. Yep. Pretty much because... And that, that was, summed them up, isn't it? There wasn't right. any clean-cut kids who weren't on detention no. that had a rat stuff. No. And I remember playing social basketball as a young man. I wasn't very good at basketball. Never had the height. And uh, there was a guy playing on the other team from Logan, which is what's uh, in Brisbane, which is like uh, Corio in Geelong. And he had a rat's tail, and he was, he was, you know, he was straight out of central casting. Yep. He, he nearly started to fight, and this is like Wednesday night social basketball, right? And he yeah, nearly started okay. to fight. So, so real serious stuff. <laughs> that's right. So look, uh, hipsters, and uh, hipsters has been done, hasn't it? Like, um, I, I don't think hipsters are an old thing reborn, but they're, I... Th they're still popular in Melbourne, and we just don't get it in Geelong or Ballarat. Uh, it's just not us. And you know what else that seems to be out of fashion, or it was a couple of years ago, I was on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy, mm -hmm. I think, and I was trying to have breakfast. And oh, you saw Franco Cotto? No, no. <laughs> that's Footerstray. Oh, Footerstray. I thought he had one in Brunswick Street. Probably Sorry. does, yeah. And anyway, and I was looking for somewhere, and I only had my car, didn't have cash. Yep. And the number of places that didn't have FPOS. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. And this is only like two years ago. And wow. you go, well, what century are we in? And of course, it's to avoid tax. Uh, of course. That's yes, all yes, cash, yes, yes. and then you know you make a thousand bucks in a day. But still, when was the last time you carried cash? Well, oh, I know when the last time you carried cash was because you always leave your wallet at home. <laughs> um, uh, nicely done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else have I got? Well, now, well, can I ask you a question? Please. With retro, mm. when does it become cool? Uh, never. Right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a time limit where you go retro's been. Like, how long do I have to keep an iPhone for before it's like retro? 100 years. Really? Yeah. Look, Damn it. Okay, well, give me something that's retro that you think has gone out and come back in is now cool. No, I didn't think oh, so. No, nah, it's Play a song. Much. Play a song? <laughs> yeah. All right. There's a bit of Radiohead. <laughs>
Oh, go on. At least a brick gets laid, Tim. Oh, jeez. That's not too bad, is it? Good evening to all our listeners out there, <laughs> both of you. Um, well, I'm sure if there's any gingers out there, you'll be sitting in the dark listening to this. So <laughs> now I want to talk about something. You've had your little chat about retro. One yeah. of the things that uh, has really annoyed me over the whole COVID experience is the homeschooling oh, aspect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as a, uh, I won't say a parent of four teenagers, but someone who lives with four teenagers, <laughs> I've had a little bit to do with the homeschooling. I yeah. won't say that I've done it all myself. It's fair to say my wife has done most of it. But I will say this, right? Yeah. People talk about homeschooling. How did you go with homeschooling? How did you go? How did you cope? It's not the homeschooling that's the problem. That's the easy part, yeah. right? Yeah. It's recess and lunch that kills you. Yeah. <laughs> go on. That's when they come out. They used to go and play with their friends. They used to go kick the footy, play cricket. The girls would sit around and chat and get rid of that energy. Now, they just annoy the crap out of me, mate. Yeah, that's their job. Absolutely. It's like that's their pastime. Four of them come out like a swarm of bees and just hang around until they tick me off. So are they looking for the reaction? They're looking for the snap? They are not going to stop until they get it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've shown your weakness. I have. Yeah, much yeah. much like when we talk about the uh, grand final from last year. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, there, moving mate. on. So look, can you give me some examples of what they'll do to you to get you to snap? Well, it'll just be constant, like, you know, sit down next to me. They see me working away on the laptop, and they'll just slowly elbow me in the ribs. Actually, I have seen this. Literally poking yeah, the bear. When we've been doing video calls, yeah. and one of your sons yeah, has been next in, to you. does that. And you just see, I can, he's just needling you. That started in homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, recess and lunch. It's got to the point where I took him outside, ran him around, like literally ran him around yeah. playing games, yep. just to try and zap their energy. Yeah. That's the hard part, Tim. Oh, 100%. That's the part that school teachers usually do. That's right. And also, when you've got a school, you've got a large area where you can just boot them out into. Yeah. And you go, as long as you're not dead in 20 minutes' time, <laughs> do whatever you want. Don't annoy me. And I can say yeah. um, one thing that listeners don't know about me is that I am an ex-teacher. Well, I was going to bring that up, actually. Yeah. Now, how do you feel being an ex-teacher? Because I don't imagine when you went home and said to your parents at the time, hey, guess what, Mum and Dad, I'm going to be a school teacher. Mm. I don't imagine that they would have had the same pride as, say, a doctor or a, a, no, this is true. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lawyer or something yeah. like that. You know, it wasn't considered one of the prime occupations. No. Hasn't that changed, Tim, Hasn't it last just? year? Absolutely. All of a sudden, as a society, we've gained a lot of respect for our teachers. As we should, too. And I'd just like to say that the reason I'm not a teacher anymore is because I was rubbish at it. <laughs> <laughs> My heart was never in it. I used to have this game where we'd play Trivial Pursuit, me against the class. They'd yeah. never win because they were in year eight. Yeah. And it was great. I say, look, if you win, we can go to recess 10 minutes early. No, I'm in full well. It was like the genius edition of Trivial Pursuit, right? Yeah. Like questions from the 60s. And oh, I'm sure oh, you pre-read all the answers anyway. Well, so. perhaps. There's <laughs> no way they're getting out 10 minutes early. But having sort of, I didn't really have the homeschooling experience, but because we've got small, young toddlers, so yeah. we didn't really have it like you did, but it's just reinforced the fact that I never, ever, ever want to be a teacher ever But if again. you stuck with it, right? Last year, you would have been a national hero. You would have been up there with the nurses and the doctors. Every parent was like, oh, wow, I can't do what they do, which is crap. We know that we can. But <laughs> it felt like it at the time because we got thrown in the deep end, Tim. Well, we weren't right. prepared. No, we didn't have curriculum days to sort uh, stuff out. I'll have you know that student-free days are extremely important. <laughs> now, tell me, what happens in those days? Because there seems to be a lot of them. They always seem to be tacked onto a, a long weekend. Again, you're probably asking the wrong person because I was never a very professional teacher. <laughs> I would usually get there and I would figure out how I could do the least amount of work and then drink coffee for the rest of the day. Yeah. And you'd look, at the, sorry, that's not true. The big thing you would do is you'd look through your class list 
the various different classes. Because I was a high school teacher, I taught Year Nine English, yep. amongst other things. And did you know who the, all the rat bags were? Yeah, absolutely. And you'd look so at your you classes. Go, oh, and go, oh no, I've got a terrible no, afternoon. I've got little right. Johnny in my class. That's right. Yeah. And and as you know, boys when they're at that age are just appalling. Yeah. Yeah. I was one. I remember. That, it so well. was I. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And and I think what made it so hard last year is that we weren't respected teachers at home. We were substitute teachers. And we all know oh. what we used to do to substitute teachers, Tim. <laughs> oh, I'd yeah. tell you, there's nothing worse, as again, going back to my time as a teacher, there was nothing worse when you had to pick up a class. Yeah. And it used to almost... And they know you're not the normal person. That's right. So you're probably not going to be up to speed with what should be done. That's right. We can take liberty here. But what you used to do, the older the kids, the better it was, because basically you'd walk in and go, right, listen to me. Let's have an arrangement, right? I don't really care if you do work or not today. I'm a little bit hungover. You just do whatever it is, but just do not disturb me. Yeah, yeah. And did you often like press play on a VCR and just leave oh, it? Oh, that was, yeah. You know how when you were a kid, right, that the most joyous words that could be said was, you know, Massey Smith, go and get the VCR. Yep. It's even yep. And more... you go, well, we're blowing off this period. That's, That's right. it. Yeah. It was even more joyous as a teacher. It was sort of pre, you know, real mobile phone. Was that a Monday morning standard for you? Oh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> like I said, there's a reason I'm not a teacher anymore. Respect to anyone out there who did the homeschooling thing last year. And we're going to get to, what are we going to do now, Tim? Oh, I think we should uh, see what feedback we've got already on our show in Mailbag. Okay, let's play the jingle. Yeah. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. Now, being our first show, Tim, I don't mm. imagine we'd have a lot, but I think we've got a couple. Is that correct? Yeah, we have got a couple. Um, look, and, you know, I'll fight anyone at dawn who suggests that we write these ourselves. So, uh, thank you. So, the first one is from, uh, oh, strangely, it's from Tim in Ballarat. It's for you, Luke. And hang on, you're Tim from Ballarat. This wasn't you, Whoa, was whoa, it? whoa. Hang on. That's purely circumstantial. Hey, I want to hear it first. So go okay, on. so it says, uh, Luke, <coughs> g'day, Luke. Uh, why do you persist with the Geelong Football Club when they let you down time after time. This is time. just you, mate. It's just you giving me crap. You could do it without saying it's from someone else. But it's not, didn't I? I said it was, oh, sorry, yes. Just I mean, for those people at home, Tim's a Richmond supporter. I'm Geelong. He's had a couple of good years after 15 or 16 bad ones. Good on him, mate. You know, everyone has a chance to win a premiership. They don't have to be a dick about it. All right, moving on. Uh, now, this one is for, well, it's for both of us. It says, uh, uh, best show ever. Uh, look, it gets better and better. This show was even better than last week's. And that's from uh, Sue in Barwon Heads. Hang on. Um, is that? That's my mum. Um, <laughs> she was meant to sit there next week. <laughs> Good on you, um, thanks, mum. Appreciate that. Um, but uh, you got your weeks wrong. Uh, next one that we've got here is, uh, again, for both of us. It says, uh, this is a little unkind, I think, especially on No, next... that's not for both. That's for me. No, it's no. It's got my name on it. No, no, this next one. Yeah. No, so uh, the one I'm reading here says, uh, Dear guys, I had the misfortune of seeing oh. your stand-up recently. Uh, why isn't your show called Fat and Ginger and Fat and Ginger? So, uh, and that's from Stephanos. Good on in, you, Stephanos. I can't Bunny wait on. to listen to your little show when it comes <laughs> out, mate. Um, uh, I got one here, which was for me. This is the one I was reading. Yep. How is it you managed to sound fat on the radio? <laughs> that's for you, Luke. That's unkind, because if you saw us, you'd see the... <laughs> it's good to have mates, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. And um, I think there was another one. Was there another one on the... There was, I think. So, so how do people, Tim, who want to message in? Because we, being called fat and ginger and both being 
Let's say on the hefty side and, and strawberry blonde. Love it, yep. Uh, you know, we invite a little bit of crap from our listeners. So how do they get in touch? How do they send us some? Well, look, if they want to uh, get in touch with us, and we'd love it if they did, we, the more participation we get from you guys in the show, the better, yeah. is go to our Facebook page, Fat and Ginger on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a like yep. and uh, tell your friends to support local community radio and hit the message button and send us a message. And unless it's outwardly offensive or contains heaps of swearing, we will read it out on the radio. Oh, well, even if it does, we'll probably still read it out because we won't have much else to go to at that point. No, talking so, to going to things. Yeah, bit of music? I think so. White stripes? Yep. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the bit where we dive headlong into the controversy that is That's Crap, where we talk about things that everyone says are great, but are in fact rubbish. Yeah, there's a few of them out there actually, isn't there? Sort of this madness of collective groupthink around certain things. And look, uh, Luke, I'd love you to start if you can. Okay, well I'm going to start with something that I had a use for twice and I hope I never have to use it again. (laughs) It's a wedding cake. I think wedding cakes are way overrated, Tim, and I'll give you my reasons. First of all, Add a zero to the price oh, of a cake, yeah? 100%. You buy a cake for 60 bucks, oh, it's a wedding cake, 600. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous how yeah. much wedding cakes are these days. When I can go into Coles or Safeway and buy a $4 mud cake that everyone's happy with. Was Megan happy with it? Well, she wasn't over the moon, but um, and, obviously uh, good I'm on the right track there. She's listening. Yeah, <laughs> hi, hi Megs at home. <laughs> so uh, that, that's the first thing. Second thing, most people are on the piss for the night, aren't they? I know you've got your oldies, they sit around and they go, oh, what time are we serving the cake? But really, most people are on the piss. And how often do you stop halfway through a session to order a dessert, Tim? Now, I can say, because I was at your wedding, and I don't think I ever remember what the wedding cake looked like, or particularly what it Exactly. Was it a fruit cake with marzipan Uh, and icing? To be honest, mate, I was pretty pissed by then myself. I don't remember what it looked like. You weren't. And and I be honest, I didn't have a lot to do with the ordering of it. So uh, that was mainly Megan too. Wasn't so it? that's my point. It's you're, you're paying over the odds for something that nobody really needs, but it's like a tradition. And the third thing that really drives me nuts about it, and this is the thing, right? We all stop the night to take a picture of the bride and groom. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Cutting the wedding cake. Why? Have you ever walked into a house and seen a big blown up picture of a bride and groom cutting a wedding cake? No. They're always out in front of a nice waterfall or on the beach. Nobody ever uses that photo. Nobody ever posts it. No one's ever proud of their wedding cake. But it costs so much. Tim, that's that's crap. (laughs) That is crap. And look, it's funny too because it's usually when you sign the certificate, no one cares about that, do they? Just just get on with it. No, that's the worst part of the wedding. You sit around going, mate, as soon as you finish that, they start the free piss. That's right. So get it moving along, get your witnesses, let's get on with it. Over the last couple of decades, I reckon I've been invited to, I don't know, let's say six or seven weddings. I reckon nearly all of those I've been on the back table. You know the table where you put your friends who misbehave? Again, again, I don't want to keep coming back to it, mate, but the size of your head. If you're anywhere near the front, no one else is seeing anything for the night. Anyway, yeah, so... Like so, a drive-in <laughs> screen, it is. That's true. It blocks out a lot of sun. <laughs> uh, the problem is when you go on the back table, you, you behave to type, don't you? Yeah, you if you're on the, If you're on the yeah. back table, you're going to be the back table. Yeah, yeah. It's like being at the back of a bus. That's right. You're okay to be rowdy. You've probably got a rat's tail. <laughs> and you can just run a mark, and they'll can guarantee you now... After sliding across that dance floor on your knees so many times throughout the night, you have no knees left in your pants. And the, the worm. 
And the worm <laughs> when you're really drunk. What are you thinking about? That's crap. What's your topic for the night? Well, one thing that we all talk about, especially when we go overseas to some of the Asian countries, is we all like to get massages. No, no, not those kind of massages. You know, the deep tissue massages, proper the, massages. The proper ones from a proper yeah. place. And, and I don't know what you're talking about, mate. That's <laughs> right. We'll talk later during a song about I've never about been it. to one of those proper places. <laughs> So when we go overseas, Donna swears by them, right? She yep. loves going and getting the massage every day. It's yep, great. That's and so, fair so, enough. So, a little bit of pamper time there, for her. That's right. Yep. And so I went and had one, and this is in uh, uh, Thailand, I think it was this time. And you lie down on the, the bench, and in comes this tiny Thai woman. She'd be about, you know, four foot nine and weigh about 30 kilos dripping wet. Yep. Right? And she comes in and just beats the crap out of you. <laughs> it hurts so much. And then every so often, this lovely little voice goes, oh, too much? You go, no. And because, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're a like, man. Nah, nah, you want to nah, be like, oh, right, I, nah, I can take it. Right. Yeah. Inside, you're crying like a 10-year-old. I've never been in so much pain. <laughs> and yet people pay quite a large amount of money to do yeah. these regularly. Why, why do you think people suffer that pain for so long? Do they think there might be a happy ending? Or? No. <laughs> Moving on. So, <laughs> well, the deep tissue ones, they reckon you feel better the next day. And I think yeah, it's I just a theory. Know, so let's say you've got a sore hamstring, right? Yeah. If you chop off your little finger, you're not going to be thinking about your hamstring anymore, are you? It's no. the same theory. So you're going to be in so much pain from the massage that you're not thinking about your dodgy hammy or your shot calf. Yeah, I don't know if that's the reason that you'd pay someone. Otherwise, you could just pay someone 10 bucks to hit you over the head with a piece of two by four. There's a business in that. Well, there you go. That's right. Yeah. Maybe Look, pre-COVID. <laughs> well, no, if you've got timber, that's COVID safe because you're not touching them. It's funny. I, I had a friend at school, right? And this is fair income. Like, this is in high school, not primary school, who thought a Thai massage was having a massage with your tie on. Really? He said that what in is front he, of the class. What does he do now? He's not doing five to ten, is he? Nah, no, he could be. Probably in Thailand. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, ready for a song? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that was Rage Against the Machine with Gorilla Radio. Tim, taking you all the way back to whatever year they recorded it. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. It's I have no idea. Some now, anger in that song. Uh, what, sorry? Some anger in that song. Yeah, there's a bit of anger. That's why they were called Rage. <laughs> now, I wanna, I, I've only done the one ginger joke so far, and I did have a few up my sleeve. Is it okay if I reel one off now before we Fire. get to the next segment? Yep. Okay, this is one of my favourites, right? What do you call a good-looking woman with a redhead? Oh, is this going to get us cut? Yeah, go on. A hostage. Oh, that's not bad. Play the jingle. All right, here we go. Now, this is going to be a weekly segment, isn't it? It is, absolutely. A regular so, we're not sure exactly what we're going to talk about, so we've just called it Stuff. Stuff. And now, it's time for an update on Stuff. Thank you, Deirdre. All right, so this week we've got with us via phone from sunny Brisbane, we've got Associate Professor David Bade. Good evening, Dave. Uh, good evening, Timothy. How are you? I am tip-top, mate. Uh, listen, how's the weather in Brisbane? Mate, it is a balmy 27 degrees. It's only going to get hotter over the next 24 hours, and uh, I can't wait. Mate, uh, now, look, uh, what did you want to talk to us about this evening? Uh, being a, an orthopaedic surgeon, uh, you must have all sorts of things you want to talk to us about that would inform our listeners. And uh... Can I chime in there? Ooh. Sorry, Dave. I don't know what orthopaedic means. What is orthopaedic? Is that like a couch? Oh, well, you know, I tend to just dabble in the arts of bones and joints. There we go. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's the coolest <laughs> What's the coolest surgical instrument you've got? Is it a chisel? Oh, 
Mate, I've got, we've, no, we, well, we have this, um, this instrument that I had a, a German bloke come over and work with us, and we call it a Kugelspitz. <laughs> a Kugelspitz. Yeah, a Kugelspitz, and basically it means pointy balls. So it's a big <laughs> ball on the end of a stick with a big point on it. So yeah. we just now call it a Kugelspitz. Sounds positively terrible. Is that named after a friend yes. of yours? Or? <laughs> That's, that, well, I went to Germany once, it was all yeah. Kugelspitzes, I can a tell you. A friend with pointy balls. <laughs> Now, listen, Dave, I know that you're a big fan of the Eskimo pie. Oh, mate, Eskimo pies, you know, Monaco bars, anything that's an ice cream in a sandwich. Oh, you know, Eskimo pies got a bit of cancel culture, didn't they? Well, absolutely. Well, just, they, they did. Well, what well, they because can... of the word Eskimo. Yeah, they did. Inuit yeah. pie just doesn't Inuit... sound as good, does it? Hey, my question, though, is, is a Maxi Bond a good replacement for an Eskimo pie? It's a tarted up version. It's not the real thing. It's a bit too much for a handful, and in Queensland, it'll melt within about three seconds. So. Well, that's right. And look, and also, I would suggest that a Maxi Bon is the best half an ice cream ever made. It's the. Yes. It's it's yes, a, yes, it should be. It's the Full Metal Jacket of ice creams. <laughs> yep. right. film's great. Though, it is a soggy biscuit. Because if you're not eating the biscuit part first, you're simply not in the hunt. Because. No, and then what do you hold it with? Well, that's right. This is the conundrum that the Maxibon poses, isn't it? Because, like you say, it's quite big. So if you're holding it by the ice cream end, then you're going to lose it halfway through, especially in the subtropical climes of Brisbane. It, it is. But, you know, one of the great things to do is watch a three-year-old try that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Dave, you work in a hospital in Brisbane, is that correct? That's right, mate. That's did, right. Did you, you realise we are going to get you on to tackle the tough topics here tonight? <laughs> I was, I was hoping we would we would reach the heights of Eskimo Pie and Maxi Pie. And but, you know, my, my, my biggest one is Dixie Drumsticks. What's what's going on with them? They're gone. What they do don't they, exist anymore. What do you mean they're gone? I can't find them. I searched supermarket after supermarket, can't find a Dixie Drumstick in the biscuit. Are you that, talking, about, you're talking about the shapes, the biscuits? Yeah, the ones that used to be the little drumsticks. Yeah. They, what do you mean they're gone? That's terrible. They're not called Dixie Drumsticks in the biscuit anymore. I don't know what they're called, but they're, oh, yeah, they're gone. I might have to go and have a sit down, I think, or lie down. That's terrible news. They were fantastic. It was. Yep. Oh, they were when they were on a platter as a kid. They were fantastic in a bit of French onion dip. World yes. beating stuff. World yes. beating stuff. Now can't call it, can't call it French anymore, mate. Uh, Franco onion dip. Yep, possibly. What, you can't say that either. <laughs> Stop it. It's like Joe Rogan on here already. <laughs> now, listen. Uh, how... Tim, the other thing, the other thing, mate. Yeah, yeah. You, have you realised how many taco options we have in Australia? How many what? Like, I don't think taco options. Have you been to a taco aisle lately? What do you mean? There's one option for taco. There's Mexican, isn't no. there? And that's it. No, there's there's hard tacos. There's soft tacos. There's flat tacos. There's tacos in a pocket. I don't think Mexico has as many tacos. Oh, but, I thought I a flat we... soft taco isn't that just a wrap? <laughs> that's right. It's a wrap. But yeah, it's a wrap because. The, the skill in eating a taco lies in when you have hard taco and, yep. you, and you get greedy and you stuff it too full and then it cracks at the bottom. Yep. And you're stuck with that taco. And what do you do? We've got to carry on. This is, this is where you reach deep within yourself. That's right. And, and you find that little bit of something. Isn't that a song, a Mariah Carey song? <laughs> but I agree. I think the tacos have just gone off tap. Because there's little taco bowls now, so that, like you say, your three-year-olds can eat them without making fools of themselves. It would have been similar to when the cigarette came along and uh, people had to do away with the pipe. All of a sudden, no one's smoking pipes anymore. <laughs> That's right, and there's a, there's a great loss. Now, listen, Dave, is there anything else you want to cover with? There's, there's the health content for this. Uh, <laughs> that, that was, that was <laughs> Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Can't wait, young. See you. Can I get one more joke in, Tim, before we cut to a song? Absolutely. Okay, this is one of my favourites. Why are the Harry Potter films not realistic? Go on. 
because the ginger kid's got two friends. <laughs> <laughs>
you cannot begin to imagine the hell of the heat of walking off that plane and arriving in this country in the middle of August. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it is shocking. Absolutely it must shocking. be tough. It's, it's hard, yeah. mate, it's hard. And then you get to Christmas, and that really scares you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, our first Christmas here, we actually, uh, we was in um, Coles. Yeah. Are we allowed to name drop supermarkets? Yeah, we are, mate. We've named. Oh, we've already mentioned them, yeah. yeah. We're looking for all sponsors yeah. here. <laughs> Anyone who wants to jump on board, we'll give you a mention. So we're in Coles, right? Now, this is our first Christmas here, absolutely sweating. And there was this little old lady in there, right? And she opened the, the freezer door to like the four and twenty pie section, and there's me and my entire family sitting inside that freezer, just screaming, <laughs> "Shut the door! Shut the door!" It's just, it's for a British person, you just cannot, you just cannot understand how that heat gets us. I, I, sorry, I remember when I was in the UK, and I know Luke, you spent some time in the UK as well. That any day where it was a sunny and b over about thirteen degrees. Every Shorts and t-shirt. No, 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 Naked in the Naked park. Shirts off, I mate. remember walking through a park in Norwich, I think it was, and there was just all these pale blue naked milk bottles everywhere. Like they were just, it was about 10 in the morning. Like, don't these people have jobs? They were just nude everywhere. And then if you'd have gone back at three o'clock in the afternoon, you would have seen them bright red, pink, <laughs> crying. <laughs> and that's it. We just, we see the sun, we just rip open our shirts like, burn me, burn me, come on. <laughs> the, the other one, I remember um, we lived in East London and you know how those terrace houses have the tiny little sort of front yard sort of yeah. things, like literally the width of this desk. Yeah, yeah. And people would lie lengthways in there, like next to the yeah, road yeah. and be sunbathing. Mate, if we didn't have that, when I was a kid, because we, we didn't live in one of those houses that faced the street, yeah. so, but we would literally go out and, and lay across our front doorstep. And that was it. You would just lay <laughs> on the front doorstep out there, everyone walking past. and That's great. And that, that was it, all trying to get, you know, mum's olive oil, splattered on yeah. it. I think it was vegetable oil back <laughs> yeah, in the days, yeah. in lard, rubbing yourself in lard. Yeah, do you remember the reef sunscreen that was six SPF? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff like, yeah. How wow. many years you'll, till you get skin cancer, I think, was the six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over here now, we've got the SPF 50, yeah. and we apply, we apply it every five minutes. Oh, I dip just, the kids in keep it. whacking it on. <laughs> got a big bath, and it's like the sheep dip where you push the heads down at the other side. Okay. Yeah, so, it, it, it must must have been pretty daunting though. Like I know you've watched a bit of Neighbours, a bit of Home and Away. I'm sure you come over because you saw Margot Robbie sitting in the street somewhere. <laughs> they, they don't all look like that, mate. But it, it must have been pretty daunting for you to actually pick up your family because you've got two young kids. Yeah, mate. And yeah, go yeah. to a country you've never been before. What, what was yeah, your thought it's, process? It, it's hard with it. it the, the kids were the whole thought process. The, the kids are, we want them to grow up somewhere better, somewhere nicer. And, and it, as daft as it sounds, it is the weather. You know, our, our last winter in England, we were shut indoors for seven months because it's just cold, wet, windy, rainy, the dark. kids can't go, it's horrible. Mm. I walked to school in the dark, I used to walk home in the dark, yeah. you know, in the winter time. And so it literally was, we wanted our kids to have a better life. And, uh, and that was it, mate, pack up. And now we've got the only grandkids in the family as well. So you can, that went down oh, like a fire. Oh, so yeah. you are hated throughout your whole mate, family. That was it. Both, both families, we've got the only grandchildren. Because so. I, I remember, yeah, what you say about it was the darkness that got me. Yeah. Was I remember you'd go to work or school in the dark and walk home in the dark, and then you'd get on the tube or the train, and everyone would be dressed in black, and everyone <laughs> yeah. would look miserable. And nobody talks. Nobody talks, and you just go, wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember my first day in, in London. I got on the tube, and being from Australia, you sort of tend to say good day if you make eye contact. <laughs> and I was saying good day to people, up? and they looked at me like I was a nutter. 
Like I was crazy because yeah. I said hello to him. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it takes a bit of getting used to, uh, just like we had to do with you, Tosh. We had to get used to you for a little while. <laughs> and now and I you're feel still like going. Uh, six years on, you're still going. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Look, we got a song coming up, but before we get to that, Tosh, I don't know if you're aware. It's um, Hugger Ginger Day today. International. Oh, International Hugger can Ginger I, can Day. Can I claim COVID on this and social distancing? Of course you can, mate. You don't have to do it. I'm pretty sure it's bigger in Ireland than here anyway. Are we talking about you, or are you going to bring some really nice young lady in at the moment? Uh, no. No, you've just no, got Deidre's gone home for the night. So. Yeah, Deidre's great. Isn't I it? suppose that the friends that play together stay together, don't they? So. Exactly. <laughs> but I have got a joke for you, Tosh. Now, well, I know you like jokes. What do extinct dinosaurs and gingers have in common? This sounds like it's going to be painful. Go on. Not enough. Kurt Cobain action there. He's uh, slowly going, the old Kurt, wasn't he? Oh, well, he hasn't done much for the last 20 years. Yeah, he's been uh, been a bit busy, hasn't he? Some yeah. sort of medical condition, I believe. <laughs> bit of a headache. A fantastic voice, hasn't he? It's strangely, the drummer from Nirvana looks just like Dave Grohl. So. He does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's so bad. It's such a dad joke, isn't it? Oh, well, let's tell let's tell a ginger joke if we're going to tell Go jokes. On, yeah, Go yeah. on. Time for another one. Yeah. How many more? Uh, how many more of these abominations do we have? I like this one. At what level do they do they get to? Do they start offending people? Well, feel free to call in. It'd be nice to have someone call in <laughs> for something. Uh, what do you call a ginger in a porn film? <laughs> yeah. The cameraman. Oh my god! Come on, that's good. You got to laugh at that. No one's going to be offended by that, unless you're a ginger, in which case we are too. Nobody so. cares. Um, now, Tosh, quite besides <laughs> the fact that you're uh, from the UK and we spoke about your journey here, which has been fantastic and you know lovely to have you, and you bring all sorts of things to the country. What? I don't believe you when you say that. No, it's, <laughs> it's just fluffy. Normally, you're just abusing me and building him up. Probably because I know you. That's what it is. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Well. In the, and you would have learned this in your six years you've been here. It's only when Australians are nice to you that you worry. That's yes, you to worry. absolutely. I've, I've noticed that you Australians you use some pretty terrible swear words for your friends. Yeah, like absolutely. What? No, no, no. <laughs> it's after nine o'clock. No, it's okay. <laughs> nah. So <laughs> that's just the bizarrest thing, though, isn't it? You yeah. Know, when you, you're greeting your best friends and you call them all these. Swear what do you? Words. What would you call your mate in um, in the UK? What? Or what? Generally, a geezer. You're right, geezer. You're right, geezer. Yeah. yeah. You're right, no, you're right. And son's the weird one. When you get that, when people go, you're right, son, and you go, well, I'm older than you. How can yeah, you call yeah, me son yeah. when I'm four years older? Yeah. But yeah, you're right, son, you're right, geezer. I wouldn't go, hey, you old, and hey, how are you doing? You. Yeah. Just, that's no, we love it. Right, I it? love a good swear. Don't you? Yeah. Really? Love a good swear. Well, what do you I'm, got? No, no, no. Try to catch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got too slippery for me, mate. It's like a clown running through a minefield. Now, we do comedy with you, Tosh. We do, indeed. Yeah, indeed, we do it with you, not you with us. Like, you're the star of the show. And oh, I don't know about that, mate. It's, oh, a, it's the kilt, I think. You, 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 wear, you wear a kilt I'm on stage. stage. Yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, nice and airy. And, I think yeah. most people like to think, what is under mm. a, a British man's kilt? And well, we don't, I mean, we don't want some, you know, little answer like, oh, my shoes. That's not the under we're talking about. Yeah. What's what, under what do you wear underneath? Well, you have to come to one of the shows and find out. I am at the shows. <laughs> and you and out, we don't it. want to find <laughs> out. Yeah, I don't but... know. Yeah. In all fairness, mate, my wife don't want to know. So. <laughs> no, a, not a lot of takers, is there? So, so it's been pretty tough uh, as a comic over the last year and a half, I think oh, it's fair to say. We've all felt the pinch. Uh, where's it at? What have we been through and where's it at? Uh, mate, for the last year and a bit, it, we've been through nothing, absolutely nothing, which is really hard. I know a lot of people did the old online stuff, yeah. um, and, and it just it, it didn't work. It, it wasn't the same without. Not for comedy. Things. No, 
No, I know people have done it to, to keep themselves in there, but for... Yeah, it's for a medium where you need an audience you in do. front of you. You need that feedback, you need the audience there. Even if it's bad feedback, you need you need to feed off with something. Yeah. Um, but good news, we're coming back. It's all, we uh, we're opening up. We've uh, we've actually got a gig up in uh, Ballarat on the 17th of March, I believe. You're in for, Ballarat, mate. Yeah, You're not up now, in Ballarat. You, you, what, you, what, for our listeners at home, why is that date significant? Is, uh, yeah. That will be St. Patrick's Day, my good friends. That's a, uh, that's a night to have a beer or two. Oh. We've got a story about St. Pat's Day. Once when I was a, a rugby player in Brisbane and we had a game on the 18th of March, which was the Saturday, and 17th was Paddy's Day. And back in the day, they used to give out these little sort of check cards, which had 12 squares on them for Guinness. And you got a sticker for every Guinness you had. And if you got, if you drank 12 pints of Guinness, right, 12 pints, you got a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> which you could then clean up your spew with. How many T-shirts did you get? No, wait up, wait up. So that night, I was determined I was going to get the T-shirt. Right? <laughs> determined I was going to get a T-shirt. And I got to 11 pints yeah. and went home. I was just cactus. Wake up yeah. stuck with a corn jack stuck to the side. The thing of is, head. by the time you drink 12 pints of Guinness, that T-shirt's too small for you. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. And the next day's not pretty either. Yeah. But anyway, so we played the next day. It was a practice game, so it was still March. And I've never been quite as hungover playing rugby. And um, I went on, made a tackle, got my chin split open, th- 12 stitches straight off the field. You beauty. I've never been so happy <laughs> to get split open on a rugby field. Did you life. go and headbutt someone's boot just yeah. to do that? I was pretty, Is that how you played it? I was pretty happy about it. Yeah. And the poor doctor was stitching up my chin. And he's yeah. like, mate, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was just crap just coming out of the chin. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. alcohol, just seeping oh, out. Just, just out of my pores, it was terrible. So yep. the uh, irresponsibility of youth. So, Tosh, one of my favourite bits of your comedy are your songs. Oh, I think, oh, mate. And I think there's a real power of music to get people involved and you get them to sing along. My favourite song is Poot On In The Bath. Now, it, it is a crowd classic, It's isn't a it? crowd classic, and we usually, or we do often, use it to finish a show because it's great. It gets everyone singing yeah. along. The inspiration for that, I mean, mate, it generally is. I, I what I think I can figure it out. Yeah, 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 it generally is, mate. Like most comedy, you know, comedy is someone's pain. Everyone's laughing at your pain, and most mm. of most of the good comedy these days, people will tell their bad stories of things that happened, and that's exactly it, mate. It was just literally that every time my wife would put the baby in the bath with me when when we was young. It just it would just empty. He would just evacuate <laughs> as soon as he got in the bath, and, and it, I just I can't just stand. That warmth. I can't do poo. I'll, I'll yep. clean up sick, I'll clean up snot, but I can't do the clearing up poo. And he would never do it to his mother. She'd put him in the bath with her, nothing. Stick him in the bath with me, he would just empty, he'd just melt. It was just, and, and that's where the song come from. It literally, yep. it'd stick to me, it'd be all in my hair. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it literally, mate, it's a true life, uh, true life song, that one. And all the best comedy does come from real life experience, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. So, so at the show, mate, when everyone sing along to that, just look at me and go, you got pooed on in the bath. That's right. I, yes. I, I must admit, it would be really weird if you come up with that song having never had kids. <laughs> it's well. You know, I'm sure somebody would do would come up with worse that has come up with worse for. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been to Germany, but, uh, <laughs> so um, or Thailand. <laughs> so where is this gig coming up, lads? Uh, so you'll find it's at the uh, Robin Hood Hotel here in town. Um, amazing place, lovely venue, and uh, if I remember rightly, the lovely lady there has actually uh, given us permission to give away a free cocktail for every ticket that we sell. Really? So, uh, yeah. How much are the tickets? Uh, Twenty bucks for a ticket, mate. And they get a free cocktail. They get a free cocktail with it as well. A and cocktail is get... usually worth about fifteen bucks. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> they are in Melbourne. So that's yeah. what they think about comedy. <laughs> They're giving it away for free. So if you're if you're a midweek drinker or a high functioning alcoholic and you want to have a drink, oh, yeah. it's Day. He's got, well, he's got it's Paddy's Day. Yeah, All the high functioning on. alcoholics are out and about, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, mate. Have you ever done the count back though? I used to call it the Sunday session count back, where you go right. Okay, so it's it's ten o'clock. So if I go home at eleven, 
or I have yep. six hours yep. sleep, I'll be right to get up for work, right. no problems. Then, right, it's midnight, I'll go home at one, yep. I'll get three hours sleep, I'll be good as gold. And then you end up, right, it's three o'clock. Yeah, I might as well go straight there. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well just go straight there. Yeah, and Never hope for the well. best. Oh, terrible. And I have turned up to work like that before. Not straight there, but virtually home for a uh, yeah. a shower and then and then to work and say hello to my friends at Viva Refinery in Geelong. <laughs> oh, All right, here we go, another song. Back, we're back, but we're not whole, are we, Tosh? Why? Mate, are we not it feels whole? empty, doesn't it? it feels like someone's had to run out for a quick sprinkle. <laughs> I don't realise that you guys. Did it's this our first radio show, first <laughs> night ever, Anyone and Tim's not back. I don't know if it was number one or number two, but we'll, we, we won't discuss that. There's we'll no need to discuss that. Um, now, have you got any jokes? Any ginger jokes? Mate, do you know what I thought? Since you've been doing this all night, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for one if that's okay, if you don't mind, and people don't hate me for it. So here we go. <laughs> What's the difference between this joke and sex? What? Gingers will get this joke. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Now, actually, before Tim does come back, tell us a little bit about Tim's personality for the listeners at home. What? What's? He's a nice bloke, mate. He's he's lovely. I know. Oh, okay, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set him up here before he gets back here. There's there's something about him that you know well and truly what I'm talking about, where he loses his cool. Oh, mate, when he's driving? Yes. <laughs> now, uh, for the listeners at home, Tim's, I actually, he's just coming back in now. He tends to get a little bit angry when he drives. Just a tad, mate. Let's just say there's a little practical joke coming up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, as he comes back in, hey, Tim, how are you, mate? Good to see you again. We're just going to go to another song right now. Uh, this is The Beatles with Hey Bulldog. <laughs> G'day. Uh, what a miss. No, it was nice of you to join us, Tim. Um, Welcome back. First ever show for Fat and Ginger, and you decide to go and walk out and not come back in time when the song's finished. What do you got to say for yourself? Uh, well, when the call is called, one must answer. So I apologise for that. Most unprofessional. Most unprofessional. Was uh, it one or was it two? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think that's what the listeners are wondering. <laughs> that's is the that question of the day. Uh, a competition for this week for two free tickets. <laughs> 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 Now, Tosh, um, one thing I did want to bring up with you, mate. Now, I've never actually spoken to you about this, uh, but I know it is something that you've done before. You're quite accomplished. Not only a comedian, you're obviously a songwriter mm. as well, but you've got a few other strings to your bow as well, mate. Now, tell yeah. us about a novel that you wrote oh, back in England. No. Did you know this? Tip? How did you find this out? No. Nah. I did a bit of research, mate, and <laughs> I, I looked on your Facebook profile. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's a novel called The Summer of Discontent. Yeah. And it was recognised by the Daily Mail. Tell us yeah, about it. Yeah, really? it actually won a competition. Yeah, it won a competition with the Daily Mail back in the UK. This sounds um, like a setup, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> oh, stop it. All right, well, anyway, I won a competition. Yeah, no, this is not no, a uh, setup. The, the thing is with it, it was actually a, and this, this was way before Fifty Shades, it was actually a um, an erotic thriller. Really? Um, that I wrote from the side of the woman. So oh. as, as if it was a, a female writing the book. Um, so so was, was that to turn men on? So I'm not quite sure what it was, but there was lots of strange questions to, well, first of all to my mum, and then she went, I'm not answering this, you need to, <laughs> you need to talk to someone else. And then it was... So <laughs> your mum wasn't turned on? Because um, <laughs> that's a really weird thing to ask, isn't it? <laughs> she didn't find it great though? Or? Next question. Um, 
<laughs> and do you know what? I'm not sure if she read it all, to be honest. I think she might have... Uh, fair, fair play she, to she her might as have, well. Uh, might have read the first couple of chapters and went, this, oh, is, like, this um, isn't for me. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is not my cup of tea. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, I, I did write one, uh, one novel, yes, and, uh, um, yeah, from, a, from a woman's And how did the Daily Mail recognise it? Because I sent it to them. Oh, no, but I mean, what did you, what did you get? What, what award? Did you win an award or something? No, or? no, they just printed the, uh, the book for me. So it was before the book was uh, printed, printed and published. And uh, uh, all they did was they went, yeah, yeah, you've won this competition, whatever. We'll, we'll print you uh, 10 copies of the book, the first 10 copies of the book for you. So, That's cool. Uh, and that was it. That was what you won. So yeah. I sort of, uh, You could have been like, it. I don't know who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, but you could have been like up on that level if it had just... The, the, the funny thing is, it's a bit weird for people to buy a book written by a man from a woman's perspective. Yeah. There's a lot of people just look at it and go, no, I can't nah, compute that. That's the only thing I, I can think of that's worse is Fifty Shades of Ginger. <laughs> that's got to be out there somewhere. That's got to be a special film. <laughs> a special uh, one, right? You know, there's an audience for everything <laughs> these days, Tosh. And uh, also, uh, while we're on the, mm. the subject of... Uh, your extracurricular activities. Yeah. You did a movie as well. Oh, Incredible, dude. right? What was that called? <laughs> what are you doing to me? You say I did a movie as if like I actually did something in the movie. I was an extra <laughs> in a movie. Ah, oh, right. still in it. Yeah, you were in it. I turned up and I did the work for the day. Did I, your bits end up in it? I got cut. Oh, <laughs> no. I, you know what, I was adamant I was going to be in it as well. I, I told everybody, absolutely everybody, because I, oh, no. I had a couple of lines in it as well. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, oh, I'm in it. I had some lines with the leading lady. It's a movie called Undertow uh, by Miranda Nation, uh, Geelong girl. And she filmed it in Geelong. Everything was done in Geelong and an amazing film. And uh, yeah, so we, we kind of went down to be extras in it and they pulled me to one side and right, we want you to talk to her and, and do this thing. I was like, that's it, I'm done, I'm in there. Yep. So when it comes to the film Logies, being released... here we come. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, I was there, words, I was yeah. telling everybody, I was putting it on my Facebook page, yeah. I was putting it on profiles. And uh, yeah, me and the missus had a, a date night set up when it came out. We got the kids looked after, we went oh, out and no. all the way through the film. And it gets close to the bit where I know it's going to be. Yeah. And I'm holding a hand, I'm shaking my hand, I'm shaking, I'm coming here, it's coming, yeah. here, it comes, here, here it comes. Here they come, they're going to throw flowers. I thought everyone in the auditorium was just going to be screaming at me and going, yeah, yeah you're the guy. It's him, I saw yeah. you, you are Doctor Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> and they cut it. This, the whole scene goes from one bit to another and the bit that I had was that section in the middle that they cut. Uh, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Can you remember your lines? Uh, can I remember lines? Yes, actually. Go on. I had to say, so hang on, hang on, let's give it the due so, sort of sense yeah, of occasion. Okay, what's the setup? What's the setup? Here you go. Can I just say too, Doctor Number Two sounds like a shit role. Hey. Yeah, Doctor Number Two, Doctor Somebody wasn't great, but this one was. Uh, I got it. Thanks, <laughs> this one, the talking one, the, was a punter in a bar or something. Punter in the because it, it was set in a, an art gallery, and so right. the leading lady's an artist and she's a photographer. Hey. What, what's the premise of the movie? What's the movie about? So it's actually quite a dark. It's, it's a damn good movie, to be honest. I'll give yeah. you a great one for plots and twists, but it's. Um, uh, there's a, a marriage, a, a bit of a, yeah. a three-way marriage going on. There's a, a guy who's a, a famous footballer and everybody loves him, keeps going off to parties and having affairs and whatever else, yeah. and his wife. Now, they, they lose a baby. And then this other girl, this other young girl, happens to get pregnant by this footballer. And uh, it's all about this little three-way tie thing going on about this young girl's going to keep the baby, the, the older woman's really annoyed about it. and. It, it gets very deep and very dark. It sounds like the hub last year, didn't <laughs> it's, it? <laughs> it's, and do you know what? There's some damn good twists in it. If you can find it anywhere, rent it, because uh, it was only ever played in the, the small little local. Do you even make movies. it on the extras bit, like deleted scenes nope. bit in this? Nope. 
Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. The two scenes I had walking along the hospital to press the button for the lift yep. and then the talking bit in the art gallery, nothing. It but they didn't out. even like your work on the lift button. <laughs> no, I pressed how, that how button. How do you like press a, a lift button wrong <laughs> that they go, nah, we have to cut that out. It's an important scene. I must have done it in, in too much of an English way. They must have looked at it and gone, it looks too poor me. It's just the way he's doing it, it's way too poor I love the description yeah. though, punter in a bar. Yeah. yeah. That's in an art gallery, punter in an art gallery. Do you know oh, what? Sorry, it was art gallery. Yeah. I was sort of hoping that punter in the bar, that's what I want my headstone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim, Tim, Tim played this role to perfection. No, 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 just Tim Young, yeah. punter in a bar. It was the role of his life. That's right. Yeah. I, I always like, who was the, there was one of the famous comedians, was it uh, um, Spike, Spike Mill Milligan? Yeah. Was uh, on his uh, tombstones, got, I told you I was sick. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. That's a really the good The goons, how good were they? He was, Did you listen yeah, to them? Yeah. Oh, a bit, little bit before my time. Well, a lot before my time, but my dad used to listen to them all okay. the time as well. Fantastic right. stuff. Now, Tosh, while you're here, mate, we did, Tim, have a little discussion while you were out of the room. Hey. Um, I don't know how to bring this up, actually. All right, now, I, I drove a long way to be here tonight, and we chatted about this today. I argued with you that I have to drive an hour and 10 minutes to get here. You're like five minutes away. And you said, well, it's a lovely drive. Do you remember saying that? Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. all right. There's yeah. a few roadworks, Tim. There's some roadworks at the moment, but they're only to you know, progress things and make things you know, <laughs> yeah, more efficient and the drive better. So, Well, I've got something special for the listeners right now that oh, you're not going to probably like too much. Now, oh, I've, great. Tim's a really nice guy, I should oh, add. Oh, thanks. Really nice, you know. He's, yeah. He might not look like your normal, average person, but he's got a great personality, right? But one of the things... One of the things about Tim is he is the worst at driving for keeping calm. Are you? No. I'm like a Buddhist monk. You are there. not. <laughs> Every time he drives to a gig, he's abusing people, he's changing lanes, he's giving people the bird... And what I've done in honour of our first show... I'm like a Buddhist, mate. I'm calm as... No. You're, you're going to hate this. Yeah, come on. I've combined with your lovely wife, Donna. Mm. We had a chat. We've Don't been friends me. now. Yeah. And we snuck a recording device into your car and pressed play. It went from Ballarat to Geelong, where you work, uh. and then it ran out. <laughs> but I have. I've managed to put some bits together. I've edited this. I've got rid of the swearing. But this is real life, Tim driving. Can this I play it? This is some sort of violation of my <laughs> human rights or Yeah, but it's it? bloody funny, mate. So it doesn't, all your rights go out the window because it is funny. And this I had to do bullshit. something in honour of our first show. I didn't know what else to do. What do you mean you didn't except, know what else to do? Except invade your privacy. It was either that or a photo of you through the window. So yeah, right, I'll be happy with this. Yeah. Tosh, you will, you will have heard all this before. You will laugh because this is great. All right, are you ready, people at home? Uh, is that ready to play out? Yeah, and we'll just leave our microphones open. So that okay. I, you know, yeah. All right. Well, this is Tim. Now I'm going to start tame. I've actually edited It'll this. It'll all be tame, mate. I've edited this to to work my way up. So people who are offended by uh, people abusing other drivers, by erudite and well-informed conversation, you mean? <laughs> all right. Here's Tim. This is the tame version, right? We're going to work our way up. This is Tim driving from Ballarat to Geelong. Why would you put a spoiler on a Kia Rio? What were you thinking? Oh, shit. Is that a cop car? Cop car? Nah. F***ing roof racks. Asshole. Historical plates on a Nissan Pintara? What a f***ing rot. <laughs> That's a lot of sheep. <laughs> what? 
That's well, a lot of sheep. How many sheep were there, Tim? Hundreds. Hundreds. What would you count it as hundreds. a driving? Hey, no, you what were you thinking? I'll stop by my way home and pick one up. Hang on, hang on a moment. Hang on a moment. Is I didn't, there a lot how many sheep they can have I in the didn't, field? I didn't go, oh, there are 687 sheep. I just said there's a lot of sheep. But why are you saying that to yourself in a car? I don't know. I wasn't aware that it was going to get played over. <laughs> <laughs> I would be driving along. I'd look out the window and I'd go to myself in my head, oh, that's a lot of sheep. But I wouldn't say it out loud. Unless I was an aggressive person. Well, we'd never know that, would we? Because you didn't have a microphone put in your car. (laughs) I tell you what, I'll be looking for one now, though. (laughs) All right, now, things got a little bit more heated. Oh, what? I won't say this was in order. I took the the tame bits and I put them at the start. This is throughout, too, and I think this is about the time you started hitting some of Ballarat's finest roadblocks. Oh, yeah, great. Don't start indicating when you're already on the f***ing roundabout, you knucklehead. What are you, using telepathy or some shit, you dickhead? Nice indicator, you dickhead. And, yep, you look as stupid as you drive. <laughs> hey, dick snap, the right hand lane's for overtaking, and the left hand lane is for driving like my grandma. F***ing hell. Well, I think you're starting to get the temperature up a little bit. That's more like we're in line with, isn't it? We know what that is. I know what's coming next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the more the Tim that we're used to when he's driving, weaving in and out of traffic. It starts like that, you know, we'll pick me up from home and we'll be heading towards a gig or something and it starts off like that. Just the little bits at the the traffic lights, the little digs here and there. And as you get further along the road. It just gets more and more. Yep. I think you'll find that's all good feedback, though, for people. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're the dick snap. You know, they might take it to heart. Uh, There's there's one from the 90s. The thing is, things got worse. Oh, come on. There can't be more. I'm going to play this out. If you're offended by bad language, please switch off for the next minute. I I might say it's a bit late for that warning, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Let's just play it. Why are you driving 80 in a 100 zone? What does your sticker say? What would Jesus do? I tell you what Jesus would do. We'd drive the f***ing speed limit. That's what he'd do. (laughs) Hey, hey, if you're in the overtaking lane, how about you do some f***ing overtaking? How about that, eh? What what is it? Is today annual f***ing week day or something? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's gold, Tim. That sums you up in the car, mate. And the thing is, listeners at home, he is the most placid bloke when he's out of the car. Put him on the wheel, and it's like the ginger takes over, and he becomes this angry man. What, what car do you actually drive? Is it like a Porsche or something like that? It's, it's just something, obviously, it can do 150 k's an hour in first gear. No, I think it's just a family car, mate. He's just aggressive. <laughs> where did it come from, Tim? What's that? Where, where did your aggressiveness behind the wheel come from? I just think a lot of people need a lot of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and you're I, the one to give it to them. Absolutely right, from the safety of my Korean hatchback. So. <laughs> Play a song, this is bullshit. All right, that's fantastic. All right, here we go to a bit of Africa. One of my favourite songs of all time, Toto's Africa, and I need something to cheer me up after being hijacked on air, humiliated to the... Can I just throw a big thank you out to Donna there for her assistance with that because I had to teach her how to use the recording device uh, and she was a, a complicit uh, accomplice. It's going to have him get paranoid now because he be checking his bed and checking all sorts when he no, goes over. No, it's all good. Is there one in the good. toilet? Mate, you should see the camera got hidden there. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Tim's bowel <laughs> movements. I'll tell you what, that won't bring the punters in. Now listen, I can, all I can say about all that is 1-0. One nil. That's all right. Ooh, one nil. Yeah, is that that's right? A bit yeah. like New Zealand Australia tonight. Mate. Well, that's right. Yeah, glad to. 
I tell you what, do you we like should those little segue of the year. It's the twenty second yeah. of Feb, and I reckon that's segue of the year. Already, well done. yep. So, yeah. uh, for those of you interested in uh, twenty twenty, not real cricket, but it'll do. Uh, New Zealand uh, five for eighty four off their twenty overs, batting first. Five for eighty four. Uh, sorry, one eighty four. I was going to say, man, yeah, that's apologies. a pretty low score. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you dawdled there. Uh, defeating Australia, who were chasing and only made 131. Uh, some highlights of the lowlights were Matt Wade made 12 before, I imagine, uh, tonking one... Straight up in the air? R- straight up in the air to... Yeah, yeah, that's how he likes to play. Aaron Finch, won't even mention his score. Josh Felipe, never heard of him. This is what I love about 2020, right? They say he's a 2020 specialist. Yeah, which nah. means he can't play any That's other right. form of the game. He's he can str- just hit big. He's a struggling shield player who's yeah. wearing a yellow uniform. He's a bowler that managed to learn how to bat. That's it. Mitch Marsh made 45, which is really disappointing. Hey, Glenn. we lost. Let's not worry about no. him, mate. Hang on. And hey, I've got another joke. Oh, yeah. Adam, Z- Adam Zampa, 13 not out. There's yeah. a joke. There you go. Yeah, go on. What do you got? Well, he had to make up for his bowling, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I've got another ginger joke. All right. Um... This one might divide the listeners a little oh, bit. Oh, sweet, merciful Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go When on. I'm saying that, you know that, yeah. uh, you know, after the last ones I've said. What's the difference between a shoe and a ginger? Uh, a shoe has a soul. <laughs> <laughs> These are really bad. And this isn't every week. It's just it's National Hugger Ginger Day. I'm trying to celebrate the gingers. I am partially how one. That, how does that joke celebrate gingers? <laughs> because we're all in this together, Tim. Oh, didn't you hear are, that a lot last year. I'm not ginger, so I'm fine. Well, we no, don't know. No, you haven't got, really a, you got a blade of grass on the wicket, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't know if you were or not, mate? But I have seen the photos from your youth, and you are definitely not ginger. <laughs> no, definitely not. Now, Tosh, um, you said we have got a gig coming up. We have, mate, yeah. So uh, the, uh, in the lovely Robin Hood, St. Patrick's Day, yep. uh, March the 17th. Who's the MC? Uh, the MC would be uh, me. Mm. Oh wow! Uh, and, uh, Pick so, yourself yeah, up. Should be, uh, you know, that's me, mate. I'm, I'm there. So the, you're the linchpin of the entire you, gig. The, if the uh, MC is rubbish, mate. The gig's rubbish. So exactly. You better well, mate, this is going to confuse a few people. So you've got a British guy wearing a Scottish kilt doing a gig on St Patrick's Day. Mate, that's yeah, what so it's. At the Robin Hood pub. At the Robin Hood pub, yeah. yeah. There we go. Mate. So, so you and, uh, and, and people can get tickets for that how? Mate, you can get tickets for that. You can actually go on the, uh, the Robin Hood website, uh, which is just www.therobinhood.com.au. Yep. Um, if you want to phone the Robin Hood, you can give them a call. Yeah. Um, you can walk in, you can go yep. and see the lovely ladies there. You can get tickets in all sorts of ways, mate. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, I, think, I think on the back of Shopper out. Dockets, they give away tickets there as well. I think there's a homeless yeah. guy outside. That's a good idea, tickets. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, just in case anyone was thinking about it, you can always ring into our competition that no one's rung in for yet and you could win a couple of tickets that way. <laughs> you get a couple of tickets it, it would be very easy because nobody else has decided to message in. So no, That's fair enough, mate. Is anyone even listening? Don't know. Don't know. Well, I am. Well, you That's are. true. Yeah, but I'm yeah. here. So. Okay. Well, there's yeah. one. Yeah. And they right. say if you can change one life for every show, you'd be pretty shit. <laughs> are we looking at changing lives? <laughs> <laughs> Holy dooly. Most people well, are looking at changing the station. He wants to change lives. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll, look, we'll go through the lineup for that gig. So we've got uh, Tosh MCing. Uh, you've got myself. Uh, Luke's away on his 487th holiday in 10 months. Uh, so. When you work hard, you need the holidays, Tim. Who are you talking about? Oh, sorry, you, right. Yeah, um, so we've got myself, uh, we've got uh, Scott Angove, we've got Ethan Kavanagh, John Dore, Hannah Ardnott, and uh, Stevie Sticks. So it's a stellar lineup. I, I have seen most of them, and I can tell you now that is a great lineup. It's a great For 20 bucks, great mate, lineup. you don't get much more than that. All those yep. And a free night. cocktail. And yeah. a free cocktail. Yeah, That's man. ridiculous. Here we go, I'm going to say it all killer, no filler. Oh, hey, that's Radio Patter if I've ever heard of, isn't it? Oh. All right, we'll play a tune. 
Well, we'll say goodbye to Tosh. I think so. I think we'll kick him out I've now. Yeah. Go. It's nearly my bedtime. So yep. that's right. Thanks Fair for enough, joining us, Tosh. It's been mate. wonderful. Thanks, Tosh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. First very guest, much mate. Too. You that's can always say it? it'll be a trivia question one day. Who was the first ever guest? I was your first oh, on, nice, on nice, uh, yeah. Fat and Ginger. Yeah, oh, that's it. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Dude. See you, mate. Eminem from Marshall Mathis LP, The Drug Ballad. Now, that was Eminem's best, I reckon. He had a, he had a period there about seven or eight years where he could do no wrong, then he went downhill. But um, that was one of my favourite songs of his, mate. Just an incredible song. Um, yeah, I didn't really have much to follow that. No, then. but has he made a, what's he doing? Is he made a comeback? Is he still, I'm not familiar with his oeuvre. Well, the funny thing is, he's, he's, he's sort of almost topical again. Uh, I know my kids love him, and I don't know if it's because... You went to the concert, didn't you? Yeah, I took yeah. them to the concert. And said, gee, it's probably one of the best gigs I've ever been to. And not just because I had my kids there. He was amazing. Yeah. And he had a full band behind him, which I'd never seen a rapper do before. And, yeah, right. And incredible. So, anyway, there's a little bit of musical uh, interlude yeah. oh, there for, from Fat and Ginger. We, we, we know a little bit about everything, Tim. It's like a latter-day Molly Meldrum I'm sitting opposite here. It's fantastic. Yeah, so. well, in, in so many ways. Um, so, so, I've it, got a joke uh, for you, Tim. Yeah, excellent. Uh, we, is this the last joke? No, I'll, I'll, I'll save one for the end, I think. Oh, don't. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? How does a ginger answer the phone on a Saturday night? Go on. Sorry, I think you got the wrong number. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> oh, look, I'm just going to share with listeners too that we had no idea until about eight hours ago that it was International Hugger Ginger Day. Yeah, and it, it only, worked out beautifully, didn't it, it? It worked out absolutely spot on. And it was only because a friend of Luke's sent him the thing about Hugger Ginger. Oh, I don't know why. Uh, there was no need for that. No. He sent it to me. That's right. Yeah, but, you're uh, strawberry blonde at best, don't you? So. Well, you know. That, look, uh, I think in a, in a certain light, it might shine in my beard a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Um, so what have we got for the rest of the show, Luke? We've got a few more minutes to fill out. Yeah, look, uh, I think there was something we are going to talk about. It just escapes me right now. Yeah, what were we going to talk about? To, this is professionalism, isn't it? This is, this is <laughs> oh, no, the falling. competition. So we, oh, we, yeah. we, obviously we've had no callers calling for our competition, <laughs> and I think it's because nobody's listening. Yeah. Uh, Mum's can't work out how to send a text. She's pretty old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my grandpa's probably asleep by now yeah, or, or quite possibly deceased. So um, <laughs> what we want to do is we're going to try and podcast these uh, throughout mm. the week and we will do the competition winner next week. So I spoke about my email that I accidentally sent back to a potential employer that lost me a job. And Luke, you uh, had some experience or you know of some experience with reply all emails at work. Yeah, so there was a guy at work, right? We've got this email system at work. And he sent a, uh, a thing where he sent it out to everyone in the group, right? Which we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people. You know, rookie mistake. Mm. The problem is everyone felt the need to let him know about it, <laughs> but they all kept pressing reply all. Yep. And it just went round and round. It went on for days. And people kept saying, hey, guys, stop sending emails. <laughs> we're getting it. But they were sending them to That's us. Right. And it just went crazy. And, and there was no stop to it. No, and it sort of took a life of its It was like a giant snowball email, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yep, that's right. And reply all should be treated like a, a bit like a grenade with a pin pulled out. Because reply yep. all can get you in all sorts of trouble at work. Lots of trouble. Because what you don't realise at the time is they can go back through your thread oh. and see stuff that you didn't mean to send to them. No, that's exactly right. And also reply all is a very big weapon of the passive aggressive workmate. 
<laughs> Isn't it? You know, with, yeah. the, with, the, with the caps lock and the underlines and instead of coming face to face and talking to you. But, yeah, uh, it, it is a way of getting your message out there to people who might not necessarily be interested. That's right. But look, so get your accidental correspondence in uh, via message on the Facebook page. Give the Facebook page a like. And, and what do they win, Tim? They go to oh. all that effort. They have to get their phone out of their pocket. Yep. They've got to click on Facebook app, yep. which is probably going to be prominent, let's be honest. Yeah. And uh, they find they search Fat and Ginger. They like us. They they send us a message that says, yep. this is what happened to me. Yep. What do they win? Well, that's an excellent question. Look, they've burnt at least six calories doing that. So yes. um, what they would win is two tickets to our show on the 17th at the Robin Hood Hotel. Wow. And by default, Two free cocktails. Don't Do they get the, the cocktails? Yeah. Have right. we run this past Robin Hood yet? They, no. <laughs> that might be make or break for them. <laughs> no. no, no. So they get the, the two tickets to the comedy, but more importantly, two free cocktails. Wow. So we will send those out to you when can you... Can we anyway, because we'll be there, can yeah. we take the cocktails and just give them the tickets? Yeah, why not? They're, they're not paying for them. No, nah, that's right. Yeah, no. we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just scratch that bit out yeah, of the ticket. It'd be nice to get paid on the night for something. <laughs> oh, stop it. A couple of free cocktails. Now, we are just about to finish up. It's been our first show. How, how do you think we've gone? It's been all right. Um, I think we've stumbled in one place. I got hijacked in a breach of my civil rights. <laughs> but beso- I'd like to see you complain to the union. Uh, union, mate. Try the International Bloody Court of Arbitration. Don't worry about the union. Wow. If I end up in Holland over this, I'll be very <laughs> oh, upset. Oh, hey, how good would that be? Yeah. Hey, that's good because if, if I'm the complainant and you're the no defendant or whatever, I don't know which way it works. I don't know if I'm a war criminal, but go on. No, but we'd both end up in the Netherlands. How good would that be? Yeah, It'd take at least a couple of weeks. Amsterdam. <laughs> hey. All right, hey, play the... Look, uh, so I think it went really well. Um, look, thank you, everyone, well, for let, listening. Hang on, let's play a song and then we'll come back and say goodbye. All right, done deal. Yep. Can we do that? Yep, absolutely. What have we got? Bit of Queen? Absolutely. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself Freddie Mercury with Queen and Don't Stop Me Now. I'd like to thank Tosh Walker for coming into the studio. Dave yeah, Bates. Yeah, how good was Tosh, mate? Awesome. He's a friend of ours, always good for a laugh. That's it. And we're going to have a different guest on every week, aren't we? We are. With uh, a lot of different topics, a lot of different backgrounds. We're going to choose them wisely, Tim. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so we chose Just one anyone who'd come on, really. Yeah, that's right. There'll be a line out the front and one of those deli ticket dispenser things. Um, <laughs> thanks to Dave Bade for ringing in from Brisbane. That was fantastic. Oh, thank you, Dave O. Thank you to Luke and thank you to everyone here at Voice of You have to thank me. I'm part of your show. Yeah, I know, yeah. you know, I'd help out a little um, bit. I like to think I'd chime in every now and then. In fact, I've got a joke to finish off, Tim. Oh, awesome. Hang on. And thanks to everyone at Voice FM for having us on here too. Yeah. We, we, now, this is the, probably the most offensive, which means people switch off after you. It doesn't matter. Yep. Okay, here we go. We're going to say this and we're going to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. See ya. How, how do gingers reach orgasm? Oh, my God. This is going to get us cancelled. What? All alone. System shut down.